I may not have as many followers now as a young influencer, but everybody knows me. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's American Whiskeys, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Here we go. Woohoo! Going to be a good episode today, I tell you. I am, uh, I've never been someone that follows celebrities, you know, celebrity, um, infatuation, curiosity has never really been my thing. I kind of, uh, I've spent a lot of time with celebrities and I look at celebrities as humans. And, and I think, I think that's part of it. I don't get into, I don't really get into like kind of really following people. And, you know, today's guest is really important in covering celebrities. Um, Prez Hilton, famous as, fa- as as famous as you can possibly be for being a uh, celebrity journalist. And I spent uh, a good amount of time drinking whiskey with him for the show. And it was, it was something, there was something about that interview that, uh, that to me really, really resonated about the issue of celebrityism and, and the fascination with celebrities. And, since I've never had it, I've never really fully grasped it. But, you know, Perez talks about that a lot in this interview. And he also talks about uh, uh, what he drinks. And uh, listen, you you all are all in for a surprise. But I will break the ice right here and tell you that Perez does not like bourbon. And so this is the first guest I've had on the show that did not like bourbon. That being said, you got to listen to see how he reacts to them because it's pretty, pretty funny. Um, anyway, we got some great guests coming up for, you know, for the rest of the year. But this one is is really special to me because Perez, uh, this interview really changed my perspective on my career. In a lot of ways, and I'll and I'll talk about that uh, coming up, at, you know, after the interview. But uh, one of the things that I'm really also really excited about is I have a new sponsor for the show, and I know you hear people talk about like sponsors that really resonate with them. I have been listening to music on uh, Marshall speakers um, throughout the pandemic, so. I bought I bought a couple Marshall speakers in um uh I I don't even know where I got them. You know what? I bought them on Amazon. I bought them on Amazon. That's where I got them. And Marshall came on as a as a sponsor for the show. And I give a very truthful anecdote about my children and rainwater and all that um when we talk about the sponsors here in a bit. But Marshall Speakers coming on being a sponsor for this podcast is a huge deal for me because I am such a fan of that device that I have in my home and that I take with me everywhere. And so I'm just excited for you all to hear about that. So if you want to skip through the sponsorships, please don't do that. Take a listen to that. 
Um, and if you want to just go right now to marshallheadphones.com, it's marshallheadphones.com, enter MINIC15 for 15% off of any of the portable uh, speakers. But I can't wait for you to enjoy this uh, interview with Perez Hilton, who really changed the game. And, of course, after the interview, you got Bourbon Mailbag, and I'm going to tell you a story about how Perez Hilton's interview with me uh, kind of changed my changed my focus, really changed my focus. It's very important for you to hear this and because you all have been supporting me since the very beginning, and I, I appreciate that. But this was an important interview for me. So enjoy this interview, but first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single-barrel and small-batch whiskey. Hard-made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Heaven Hill Distillery has been lifting America's spirit since 1935. They celebrate American whiskey's rich traditions, guide its evolution, and champion its exciting future. For Heaven Hill, whiskey is more than a profession. It's a personal passion that is poured into every bottle shared with newcomers and aficionados alike. So whether you enjoy the simple pleasure of Evan Williams' Bottled and Bond or savor the uniquely satisfying experience of a rare single-barrel bourbon like Elijah Craig, 18-year-old, you'll find a home at Heaven Hill. If you want to learn more about the craft and techniques of making quality American whiskey, check out educational resources and sign up for their newsletter at heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. All right, so welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Now joining the show is Prez Hilton. How you doing, man? 
I like to be honest. So I hope this is not a buzz kill. Uh oh. Um, I hate brown liquors. Uh oh. All of them, but I will try them. So you got to tell me why. What happened? Actually, I'm not even a fan of the taste of any alcohol. Like, you know, I do like drinking. My favorite thing to do is to go to Vegas and have really fancy mixology. My all-time favorite chef is Jose Andres. At his bars, like, you know, he'll make cocktails with dry ice and cotton candy, and it's an experience. But I'm not like a big boozer who loves the, t- like, I, can- I can't drink usually an alcohol by itself. Um, and I'm not a beer drinker. So this might be really funny or fun. I don't know. But part of me also feels like, oh, God, these poor bottles are going to go to waste uh, because I'm not going to finish them. I imagine on the YouTube comments, people will be like, send that to me. Because, you know, we sent you some great stuff. Well, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I'll tell you my thoughts. So we sent you some old Rip Van Winkle 10-year-old. Let's see. This is the first one I'm pulling out. Okay, so that is, that's the Mickers, it looks like. Lovely bottle. Kentucky whiskey. I, don't, I do not even know the difference between whiskey and bourbon. <laughs> Actually, it's one of the more common questions in whiskey, but essentially whiskey means uh, is essentially distilled grain aged in wood. And to be bourbon, it must be predominantly corn. Uh, there's a lot of distillation techniques to it, but the most important thing from a production standpoint, it has to go into a new charred oak barrel. And here's the fun part that a lot of people don't know. It has to be made in the United States of America. Congress passed that in 1964. All right. Let's go ahead and start with the Michter's 10-year-old, which is actually on a lot of people's list for Whiskey of the Year. This is a really, really tasty gem. I I, I hope this is going to be the one that breaks the uh, the mold for you. It also Prep just smells so strong. That's one of the reasons I don't like brown. Like the, the odor of brown liquors, it just, it triggers me. So what we're going to do here is pour that in a little glass. You've actually got the uh, the Michter's rye, which is so good. I can't wait for you to taste this. But I will be tasting the Michter's bourbon. And the first thing you're going to do, smell, bring it to your nose and smell, and smell it with your mouth open. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> just, not see, you just, well, you were smelling with your mouth there. Oh. <laughs> just stick your nose in there. That's so weird. I've never done that. I'm not even a big wine drinker. I don't okay. like wine either. Well, I don't know. It well, smells like alcohol. It definitely is alcohol, so there is that. So now when you taste it, just put a little bit on your tongue and feel it go all the way back. You should feel it on the tip, middle, and back. Oh, that's oh, burning. Oh, my God. Oh, that's gross. Oh, that's disgusting. You like that? Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, I, oh. That, that is... Um, that is uh, one of the most beloved rye whiskeys on the market right now. Oh, uh, ah, ah, oh wow. Wow. The next one's going to be uh, probably a little softer for you. Oh, wow. Ugh. Not for me. Can you handle four more? We'll try. What do I have here next? 291. Yep. 
Now, this is made in Colorado. It looks very classy. Mm-hmm. It looks very modern, like even the font. The gentleman who makes this is um, uh, Michael Myers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 50% alcohol. By, that's like drinking rubbing alcohol. Like that is like, whew, I had a sip and I'm already feeling like buzzed. Oh, my God. Now, when you do drink and, you know, you get a little buzzed, uh, do you do uh, drunk shopping? You know, like go on Amazon and buy a bunch of stuff? Mm, some, some, not often, but I do love Amazon. Um, what do I do when I've been drinking? I just get lethargic if I'm at home. It depends how long I've been drinking, um, I think I've done it now that I'm in my mid 40s. I think I've done a good job of having a great relationship with alcohol when I do drink mm-hmm. and knowing that you really have to pace yourself. It's not yeah. about getting wasted. You have to have the occasional water. And if you do that, it really makes the overall experience so much more enjoyable. Like, I had to go to a bachelor party not that long ago, and that was a long affair and i was drinking because why not that's what you do at bachelor parties and some of the other people were not drinking their water in between and got really sloppy maybe Mm -hmm. when i was younger i liked getting sloppy but i i don't want to be sloppy anymore especially because i've got kids and i have to wake up early in the mornings yeah it's hangover is not cute no it's not fun at all all right so let's do 291 this smells better. I got to smell it with my mouth open, like you said. I mean, it still smells very alcohol-like, but but there's it's a different smell. I think I'll like this one a little better. All right, here we go. Okay. That one's not not bad. Smoother, yeah. So far, you like the 291 over the Michters. Oh, yeah. That other one was awful. For me. For me. (laughs) Uh, Clearly, a lot of people are liking it. Well, when you have a friend over who's a whiskey fan, you'll have to break that out for them. Like, I don't even know how people could drink that much of this. It's like, this is dangerous. This can get you so drunk. I guess that's the point for a lot of people. They want to get that drunk. Well, you know, it's a tasting... And it's classy. But, you know, like my friends that do drink whiskey, when they go out, you know, they'll have a whiskey Coke. They drink a lot of those. <laughs> it's not like... Not just like a little snifter and they're sipping on it a little bit. No. Um... When uh, you're at an engagement, you know, you're at a party or something, what, what are people normally drinking? It depends. I mean, champagne is easy um, at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can buy some that's not really expensive to pass out. Uh, and most everybody at fancy events are fine with drinking champagne. Um, I, I even like champagne. I'm not a huge wine person. That's awesome. I mean, I love champagne, especially... The stuff they call uh, grower champagne, you know, it's basically, it's farmed and made right there. 
and you can find it in a grocery store or liquor store for usually about 50 bucks. So yeah, everything's so, so expensive these days. It really is. I mean, everything's going up in price and nobody's really happy where they work. It's such a interesting time. I mean, I still like Los Angeles, although I, I spent three weeks recently in Las Vegas and mm-hmm. I could easily move there. I love Las Vegas. Do you play the cards or anything like that? I don't get, I work too hard to gamble. Plus I know myself. I have an addictive personality. Thankfully I'm not addicted to gambling. Mm -hmm. Thankfully I'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol. Uh, My addiction is food. I'm definitely a food addict and I'm addicted to work, which is a good thing to be addicted to. Yeah. And if, you know, you think about it, you know, from a work perspective, you kind of built what a lot of people have right now in the influencer space. If you think about it, you are an OG influencer, and that's where people are moving. People are no longer wanting to, you know, write for the New York Times anymore, or pursue, you know, traditional journalistic work like you know I looked forward to as a kid coming out of college. I think it it will swing the other way eventually because many people don't realize the unhealthy, obsessive amount of work that it takes to be your own employer, to to be your own boss. Like it's nonstop. There is something very, very, very appealing of being able to go on a job to work, clocking in and clocking out and be able to take vacation and not have to work while you're on vacation. Um, You know, that's why creator burnout is such a real thing, especially because a lot of creators nowadays, influencers are so young, maybe lucked their way into success. Maybe they didn't have to work very hard for it. It just easily came their way. But just because you're hot right now and a popping influencer, that most likely will not always be the case. It will be really hard for you. That's one of the reasons why over the last two years, OnlyFans has exploded because a lot of influencers that used to be very popular on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube evolved and started doing this new kind of work, which also will have its shelf life as well. Because after people have paid so much money to see you naked, they're not going to keep paying that forever, you know? That's true. Uh, although I've yet to have anybody offer me that check yet. I mean, I might pay you something for some feet pics. Just kidding. <laughs> You're a foot fetish guy. No, I was only joking. All I'm right. not. What did you think about OnlyFans uh, banning sex workers and then reversing their ban? What did you think about that? I think it's ridiculous that they wanted to do that in the first place because before all of the celebrities and influencers started joining OnlyFans, it was just the sex workers on there. Mm -hmm. They made the platform. And then for them to turn their back on the people who made them, who got them all of this attention and money, ridiculous. Yeah. Upsetting. I mean... I would still use it if I was the sex worker, but I would not be promoting it. I would be uh, transitioning to some of the many competitors out there. 
You know, look, there's a lot of ways to create content today. I mean, we both have a podcast one show. We both have a YouTube channel. We're both all over on social media. And look, I'm an old school magazine guy. I started a magazine and those things are dying. Yeah. Um, and, and the things, and what's also fascinating is the magazines that remain and the TV shows that are still here, everybody is getting paid less than yeah. they used yeah. to back in the day because there's so much more being created. You know, there's so many TV shows now from all of these streaming providers to the networks, cable, like nobody, I mean, some people are still making crazy amounts of money, but your average working actor or your average journalist maybe probably isn't making as much as they used to 10 years ago. And here's another sad fact for you in the media world. You know, the 1970s and 1980s, the best writers were getting like a buck a word, sometimes $2 a word. Today, you're lucky if you can get 75 cents a word on a freelance story. And if you're getting a dollar to $2 a word, well, you're living, you're living the dream right there. That's, uh, that's, as, that's where, where it's at. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And that's why it also concerns me that so many teenagers are skipping college just to be full-time influencers. You can do both. Mm -hmm. You can do both. And this is the barometer. If you're popping as an influencer by the time you start college, and if you're still hot by the time you finish, then great. But more likely than not, you'll be popping as an influencer your freshman year and then or out of school, and then four years later, not so much anymore. So one of my biggest, best pieces of advice is stay in school. With the rise of all these influencers, are we maybe starting to see a moment where powerful influencers are overtaking actors? No. um, I think that a certain demographic, Mm -hmm. very, very young people care obsessively about influencers but once people move into college and graduate high school they might still follow certain creators that they like but they're not obsessing over them Uh, and you know a big star that's a, a musician or an actor probably carries more weight than some tiktoker doing silly dances yeah well, are you ready to go to the next one? Yes. I'm going to have to take some of my CBD gummies after this to calm down. Oh, you, you sent glasses as well. Oh, yeah. How nice. I will keep these and use them. <laughs> Those are my favorite whiskey glass to Glen Karen. It's made in Scotland. Oh, wow. Now, is this a box you sell? No, I actually uh, don't sell those, uh, at least at the moment. They're just used for my podcast guests and for uh, private events. Old Rip Van Winkle, straight bourbon, proof 107. Oh my God, this is like drinking rubbing alcohol. (laughs) What? Are you ready? Oh man. Let's do it. So this is one of the hottest products on on the shelf. 
It's um, um, very, very in demand. Old Rip Van Winkle. I mean, I appreciate you sending me all of these. You send, you, you don't have to pay for these bottles. You get gifted them by the companies, right? A little bit of both. Um, I bought this one, Old Rip Van Winkle. Oh, wow. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Not for me. Ooh, it's definitely, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I would never, like, some people will take shots of tequila, not me. Some people might even do vodka shots, not me. I do not see the appeal of that. I mean, I it, that one was uh, better than the very first one, but not as good as the 291. So uh, you're liking 291 over Rip Van Winkle. Yes. All right. Well, let's keep going. Uh, you know, but one of the things that is fascinating to me right now is like you have all these TikTok and YouTube celebrities who are doing fights, like actual sanctioned fights. They're getting in a ring and they're punching each other and fighting. That seems to be a big trend. What do you what do you think about that? I think it's very smart. You know, if you're a very popular TikToker or a very popular YouTuber. And nobody knows you outside of TikTok Mm -hmm. and nobody knows you outside of YouTube. You're not going to have a long career. You need to be cross platform and be bigger than any one app or any one service. I may not have as many followers now as a young influencer, but Everybody knows me. I'm an icon. And, uh, you know, it's not just about the amount of followers you have. It's about what you do with your followers, how engaged you are, if they follow you from platform to platform. Um, Yeah, I think very fortunately for me, early on, the mainstream press was talking about me. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have had the career that I've had. Yeah. Yes, I I owe so much of it to non-traditional media and social media, but I owe just as much to traditional media. The, The TV shows, the magazines, the newspapers, the radio stations, everybody talking about me, referencing me, interviewing me. Had none of that happened... I probably would have been ignored, forgotten over a long time ago. What's it like when you are critical of someone and then you get in the room with them? Is it awkward? Yes, often. (laughs) But um, thankfully, you know, I've changed my ways and uh, I I grew up and I've been doing things differently than I used to. I'm still opinionated, but I don't need to be nasty or mean or cruel or hurtful. Uh, I don't have to, you know, give people inappropriate nicknames or doodle inappropriate things on their photos or just be mean. I don't need to be mean. Um, I realized, which is not something that everybody realizes, I realized that you don't have to say everything you think. Mm. I mean, look at Donald Trump. He never changed. He literally says 
everything he thinks, and it worked out quite well for him. You know, regarding Trump, you know, having him off of Twitter definitely changed that platform for a lot of us. But, you know, he's still he's still out there. He gets his he gets his opinions out there. And, you know, people know what he's thinking. But uh, as for you, you know, do you think that, you know, having kids changed you? No, because I was already thinking of evolving before Mm -hmm. children. Um, I made this change now in the fall of 2010. My my firstborn came into the world in February of 2013. What really prompted me to start questioning things was my journey to be healthier. Uh, you know, for the majority of my life and the early part of my career, I was extremely overweight. Uh, you can you can Google the photos; they're there. Um, and then when I got healthier, for me, I found a direct correlation between health and happiness. The healthier I became, the happier I became, and I started having happier thoughts. And that's not to say that I was miserable before, but I was happier after. However, I was afraid to make changes. By that point, I had been Perez for a very long time and established myself, my name, my brand, my identity a certain way. I I thought, oh, I can't, I can't change. I can't do things differently until it came a point where I needed to, you know, the universe was telling me, snap out of it. This is not the path forward. Well, I think it's good that you made that change and, you know, you're obviously better, better for it. Personally, but I like in the spirit of once again, honesty and transparency, 2021 has made it glaringly obvious to me that in the minds and eyes of many to most, I am irredeemable. (laughs) There is nothing I can do. There's no more there's no amount of growth or evolution mm-hmm. that will let them see me for who I am today. Most people just view me as this person from 2007. They want to keep me in this prison cell jail uh, that is the past, but I don't live there anymore. And I can't control people's perceptions of me. I can only control my actions and my reactions. And people's, many people's first inclination is to cancel somebody, fire them. Uh, I, I just don't know if that's the way forward either because none of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes or will make mistakes. And should you be fired for uh, a mistake If it's a repeated thing, okay, sure. If you've already been warned about something, but, um, you know, like earlier this year, you're a journalist. Mm. There was this woman, I forget her name. I think it was Alexi. She was hired as the new editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. And some old tweets of hers resurfaced that she had sent like well over a decade ago. And it caused drama internally as well as externally and even though hr 
and Teen Vogue was aware of this before they hired her, they still parted ways. She claims she have, she left. Most mm. likely they paid her off. Um, unfortunate. Disappointing. I'm very consistent. I don't think she should have quit or have been fired. Last year, Nick Cannon said some hurtful things that Jewish people took offense to. And MTV straight up fired him. He was the host and executive producer of Wild and Out. Thankfully, now, a year later, they rehired him. Um, but it's just unfortunate that so many people's go-to is cancel. And a lot of it is for show. And a lot of it is also hypocrisy, too, because, you know, look at Britney Spears. There's been this big um, shift in consciousness towards how we think about Britney and how we treat her, not just with the media, who was very guilty, myself included, Mm-hmm. And I regret that, but also with the general public. But I find it hilarious and ironic that so many people who will be free Britney and she was treated so badly will then also go ahead and treat others so badly. Look at Kanye West. Last year, in 2020, Kanye had many very public episodes, moments. And not even just general, like, ordinary folks, famous people as well, celebrities. Everybody was talking about Kanye last year, and they were not leading from a place of empathy or compassion. They were being mean, nasty, cruel, hurtful, judgmental. It makes no sense to me. It's like people have these rules that they're willing to bend and... um, the rules don't don't always apply to them. You know, it's interesting at the birth of this whole social media thing. You know, we we learned about we learned a term called troll, which was basically people being anonymous and trying to get people to interact, and they were often very negative. Well, that has evolved to the point now where people feel very comfortable sharing their names. They share, you know, who they are. They've got their family photos and their and their biopic. And they just go spew all kinds of negative uh, connotations toward people. And they'll view someone like Kanye West, who's a celebrity, obviously. They view them as, like, not even being human. It's also, like, not even celebrities. Like, they talk about other ordinary people that way, too. And nowhere is it more glaring than in the world of politics. Like, we've always been divided. I'm not naive. But there has been a huge change over the last five years, a lot of which I attribute to Donald Trump, where people are now consuming in a much more meaningful way political news like they used to entertainment news. Like Mm -hmm. it's a form, it's another form of entertainment, but it really shouldn't, you know, talking about politics and issues should be a, a something that we are all hopefully doing to try to make things better. But it's not. People are just getting off on it as entertainment. I don't know. It definitely does feel like we are at a breaking point as a society, and the pandemic is definitely not helping. 
that thing still going on. You know, speaking of the pandemic, some people have said they've gotten COVID and uh, whiskey helped them help them get over it. Yeah. Wow. So let's go to the next one. Look for Old Shinley. Prez, this is a baby of mine. This is from the 1940s. All right. Let's try this. Not bad. I mean, it's... I'd say that's the second one after the 291. Okay. It's definitely smooth. I don't know what makes 291 and this one smoother, but I like a smooth one. You uh, might be uh, sipping on that one a little later with some uh, Coca-Cola, huh? Unlikely. Wow, but look <laughs> at all of this. I-, I love this bottle because it's smart. It It's got all of these like awards that they win, that they've won on the front. Yeah, you know, they're new, and they're one of these distillers that are kind of changing the game a little bit with uh, with how people make whiskey. You know, no one's really used Aspen Staves at this level before. It says, world's best rye. Wow. Amazing. Do you uh, do any celebrity awards, you know, that are coming up? I would love to do that. I, you know, I cover them on my website, but mm-hmm. I would love to do something like that on television. That would be way fun. You have definitely chosen the beat, you know, that never stops giving. That's one of the great things too, you know, because while people might lose interest in an influencer, people are not that interested in me. They're interested in me when it in relation to the world of celebrity and celebrity news mm-hmm. so like i don't have to keep people interested in me the celebrities keep people interested in me yeah it's definitely ever changing with celebrities but who is uh who is one of the more fascinating people to cover right now i mean this week i don't know when this airs but um this week i've been fascinated by Nicki minaj and everything that she's oh, been yeah. saying about the COVID vaccine and not even what she's been saying, but also people's reactions to what she's been saying have been fascinating from both sides, from all or from more than two sides and people defending her. And it's just, and it's gotten all the way to the white house and the health minister of Trinidad and Tobago. And just for me, it's, I love, I love stories that are like, an onion that there's so many layers to. I, I love stories that keep growing and evolving. It's like, oh, this happened. Oh, now this happened. Then this, then that, then like, ah! Yeah, that one in particular is kind of a, it really is a, a good example of everyone providing their opinion on COVID vaccines. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, the last one is um, a wild turkey product called uh, called Bottled and Bond. Now, one of the trends in uh, bourbon right now is celebrities. Celebrities are getting involved. And Matthew McConaughey is the uh, partner with Wild Turkey. Now, this isn't that, but I was curious to know of your thoughts on celebrities getting into spirits. Well, I, you know, I did one 
a decade plus ago, I thought it would be smart and like counter-programming to be involved with a spirit that um, there wasn't a lot of competition with. So I partnered with a sake company, Taiku. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was... I was for sure certain, oh, Tycoon's going to be sold and I'm going to make so much money. It's going to yeah. be great. And a year goes by, another year. I mean, I didn't expect it to happen overnight, but the years start flying and the years keep going and going and going and going. And I'm like, okay, nothing's really happening here. It did get bought last year, but I have not seen any money yet. <laughs> So long as, you know, I think this, but some celebrities just care about the paycheck, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think so long as, as, as it is organic to you and mm-hmm. you really, like, I, I don't think I would ever come out with a whiskey line because I don't drink whiskey. I don't like whiskey. But if it's something that's organic to you, that's truthful to you and your experience, then yes. You know, like recently I came out with my own line of CBD gummies because I use CBD. I love CBD. And when I found this one particular brand that was better than all the others, like Matthew McConaughey and Wild Turkey, I said, I need to do something with them. So we launched My True 10, which I don't even know if any of our competitors do this. Our CBD gummies are water soluble uh, versus all of these oils and oil-based products. Being water-soluble makes our gummies easier to digest and quicker and I think also more effective. And I have learned so much, you know, because I use CBD for certain things, but other people use CBDs like as alternative to prescription medications. And there's so many benefits to it. And if you guys want to find out more, actually, hold on, I'll show you. very affordable, which is also something that was very important to me because a lot of CBD is very expensive. Mm-hmm. If you go to mytrue10.com, that's mytrue10.com, you can get a bunch of information about our gummies and more will come, more products, most likely, hopefully that's the goal, that's what we're working towards, um, and more um, information there as well for pricing. So check it out, mytrue10.com. I'm totally tipsy right now <laughs> all these sips mm, no no i'm not a whiskey fan yeah but you took the time to learn to get to get educated yes thank you your final thoughts on 291 I mean, everything it's about it's, it's a, winner. a winner from the bottle, the packaging. It seems elegant. Um, it tastes elegant. Uh, I, and, and I think describing it using that term elegant is important because when I think whiskey, I think, bro, dude, I don't really know if a lot of women are drinking whiskey, but I think if they see this bottle and their husband or, or boyfriend gives them a sip to taste, they won't gag, you know, they're like, oh, hmm, not bad. Actually, a pretty big misnomer about whiskey consumption 
is about women. Uh, women represent about 20 to 40% of uh, the whiskey consumers. Now, I wrote a book called Whiskey Women. It came out in 2013, and I studied like uh, consumer trends and especially how women have consumed whiskey over the years. And even my wife, you know, she is exclusively a bourbon drinker. She, you know, a little tequila. But, you know, she is a huge, huge whiskey head. And I think that, you know, the fact is, is that when people learn that, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Well, what's new for you? What's next? What's next for me is really working hard to make my true 10 a success. Like I know that our product is good, mm -hmm. but launching, like ask and ask these folks at 291, like launching a new company, a new brand is so hard to go from zero awareness and to be taken seriously. You know, yeah. I am known for one thing. People might not expect me to be able to deliver on this promise of really good CBD, but I guarantee, you know, we have our third party testing. We have our lab results up on our website. We manufacture in a facility with the highest level standards made here in the USA and the people that have been buying it thus far have been loving it. And I've been getting the most mind blowing emails and DMS and feedback. Like I can't say I've, I've also learned about like the legalities of it. Uh, I can read to you some of them. Actually I will. Oh, I don't want to waste your time. Um, Love to hear it. Okay, great. Yeah. I have these amazing partners who take what they do very seriously, mm -hmm. but they're also extremely cautious and don't want to get a huge several hundred thousand or million dollar fine from the FDA. So even though I have a very specific experience with CBD and benefit from it in many different ways, because I am a co-owner of it, I can't share my experience. And I read, I quote from somebody that just messaged I sincerely have to thank you for these gummies. I made an appointment with my doctor for next week to go completely off my prescribed anxiety meds. Haven't felt this mentally okay in, I'm not even kidding you, years. These worked so well for me. I've told all my friends about them. I hope you get a ton of orders. Honestly, that uh, that reads like it was written in an ad department. It's almost too good to be true, but wow, it's a really beautiful testimonial. I know. Um, I've been getting a lot of amazing feedback like that, and it really makes it worthwhile because the fact that it can genuinely and has already been helping people makes it even that much more worthwhile. So I'm, no, I'm truly no, happy that it's been connecting with people and – that they're telling other people about it. <laughs> like, cause we're not really doing advertising. Like it's so like the, the, it's almost like a soft launch really. Like we're making mistakes. We're learning. Is this going to work? Is that working? Uh, Can you uh, ship to uh, Kentucky? We, we we're only doing the United States right now, but okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we can do it to Kentucky. Our gummies don't have any THC in them. They mm -hmm. will not get you high. Well, that uh, we probably just last lost half my uh, half my listeners. No, but I don't. You know, I've tried gummies with THC in them in the past, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it might work well for some people. But I did not have a positive experience with them. I was like hallucinating. 
Oh, I was it, it. It worsened my anxiety. Wow, not a good thing. Yeah, I I went out to dinner with a friend, and I only took a half because I got gifted some of these gummies that were THC gummies. I'm like, okay, let me take a half because I've never done this before. I went out to dinner with a friend after taking it. And I knew I was going to be drinking. So me being a responsible drinker, I had my mom take me. And then all of a sudden, like, as we're getting there, like, these started to kick in. And it was not a pleasant experience. Oh, man. Then I get to the restaurant, and I felt like everybody was staring at me. Like, <laughs> every, everybody's looking at me. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Why, why are they all looking at me? Like, that's what I felt like. And... It was not fun or pleasant, so you don't have any of the any of that with my true ten. Like I'll take this at nighttime, and I wake up, and it's not like I have a hangover or anything like that. So uh, that's good stuff. Well, cheers, man. Uh, I love that you're on this journey and you're on this path of 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 bringing something you're passionate about to the marketplace. And I love that you like two ninety one. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't wouldn't buy it but i did enjoy it well everybody listening make sure you go to instagram follow prez hilton also on twitter youtube and make sure you're listening to his podcast a fellow podcast one show thank you cheers cheers so that might be the last time i have someone on the show who gags uh into your ear as they are drinking bourbon so thank you for enduring uh, Perez Hilton uh, gagging <laughs> on old Rip Van Winkle. I know I'm going to get some hate mail. I know I'm going to get some hate mail for, for sending him such rare, beautiful whiskeys. And Michter's 10-year-old rye, I mean, come on. That rye is absolutely special. It's fantastic. I love that rye. And for him to hate it as much as he did, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. But uh, it did happen. But I, I teased that that interview was really, really special to me. And um, it was. So one of the things about my career is that, you know, I'm a writer and then I kind of got turned into like a podcaster, YouTuber, and all these sorts of things. And, and during that time, I, in, in a sense, and this is very truthful, I lost my identity. I always identified myself as like a writer. And I'm not, I am not, I'm not a writer anymore. I'm just not. It's the truth. I am not a writer. I am a lot of things. Um, but there was a time where, like, I would be very, very upset if anyone ever called me an influencer because I looked at that term as, like, uh, it, it, to me, it diminished, like, the books I'd written and some of those things. Like, you know, people called me that. I was like, no, no, I'm not an influencer. I'm a writer. And then that interview with Perez was like, he, you know, he talked about, he talked about like how he is his own brand. And like if something goes away, he's still Perez Hilton. And I got to thinking about that. Like I'm in that same boat. And that was, that was important for me to hear at this time because, you know, some things have happened uh, in a business perspective in the last couple of years that have really forced me to focus on myself and not just the business entities that I work with. 
And to hear someone as successful as Perez talk about that and and talk about some of the challenges that he's had, that really uh, put it on me a little bit about what what I am. And I don't know, I just needed to hear that, and I wanted to tell you that because I I got introduced on uh, Good Day New York as a media personality. And I just kind of looked at the uh, I looked at the host and I was like, yeah, I guess I am a media personality. So whatever I am, my name is Fred Minnick and I'm proud of, of what I do and I'm thankful that you all listen. And one of the things that I am most proud of is the fact that people feel empowered to write me on fredminnick.com or social media or wherever and ask me questions. And that is what the bourbon mailbag is. So this week's question in the bourbon mailbag comes from Justin R., who does not share his last name. Hmm. I wonder if he's an undercover or a spy or in some kind of special operations mission. I always get curious as to why someone doesn't share their full name. So Justin R., who writes me on fredminnick.com, I am JR30. Ooh, even more suspicious here. What's going on here? The mystery of JR30 from the Eagle Rare versus uh, the Field video who asked about caramel brown sugar bombs. I appreciate you taking the time to respond to my question live and look forward to your response. Well, Justin R, uh, thank you for watching my live stream on YouTube about uh, the Eagle Rare from BTAC. That was a fun one. Uh, I am going to give you two everyday bourbons that you can find that have some caramel and some brown sugar to them. Knob Creek and Elijah Craig. Both very affordable, both available in most markets, both got those beautiful notes of caramel and brown sugar. Now, if you want to spend a lot of time searching for something and drop some coin, well, then you need to just uh, pony on up to get you some Pappy Van Winkle 15-year-old. But good luck finding that one. Good luck finding that one. But caramel and brown sugar are both in that as well. But uh, I hope you uh, – I wish you a happy hunting, and thank you for writing on fredminnick.com. Now, if you would like to get your question read on the bourbon mailbag, hit me up on fredminnick.com. Now, if you also do not have a sticker, you need to be hitting me up there as well. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. I appreciate you tuning in, and thank you so much for listening to uh, why this Perez Hilton interview was so important to me personally. And a big shout-out to Perez, my fellow Podcast One host, for uh, for coming on. And uh, be safe out there, folks. And remember, vodka sucks! And usually I say, unless it's going to be used in hand sanitizer, but I just learned that vodka makes a really good cream sauce. So maybe now the tagline is, unless it's used in a pasta cream sauce. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's American Whiskey, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred and his books, his articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.